everyone, Robin Stoltman here. You all know who I am by now. I am an intuitive mindset expert. In fact, most people, when you look at me, you see all my accomplishments that I have made in life, you would not think for any instance that I have a traumatic brain injury that I had gotten at age 16 from bicycle accident. And I did not get hit by anybody, but um, I was running away from problems of getting sexually abused the night before that was pretty intense. So I was escaping essentially. So you wouldn't know necessarily that I even have one because I articulate very well, better than most people who have never had a brain injury. I don't use um, and I take long pauses, I just do. I was beating myself up <laughs> pretty intensely. And then I decided, you know what? This is the moment that I want people to see what it's like because I'm scared as all hell because I'm, I wanna write my book, but I am terrified that I read my, that I put my book out there that people aren't gonna understand. They're going to be like all of my books on my shelves that I'm like, I'm in the process of reading or I'll never read. Most of these that I got on my shelves, I want to read. It's just making the time to read between everything that I do. So I've been scared and um, my heart is racing right now. It's hard to kind of breathe. And yes, that's anxiety. It's normal. But your doctor ain't going to tell you that. So the fact that I've had this brain injury, the fact that I'm in two books, the fact that I'm doing what I can to make it says a lot about my resilience in who I am. I've had trouble trying to decide what to call myself for a label because I'm not like anybody else out there that you'll ever meet. We are all unique, yes. However, everything that I've gone through, most people are blessed beyond all, oh my God, they are incredibly blessed that they will never have to go through a group home twice. They will never have to go through being in a psychiatric hospital because of social services. And yes, that was used against me with my son, Miracle. It was a sealed record. Nobody's supposed to know about it because it's sealed, but here's the deal. Medication is because of the things that it did to my body, did up here. A lot of psychological damage that thankfully, using hypnosis, thankfully, my husband who also caught me in another lie that I was telling myself of, I want to go back to Weight Watchers because I know that works for me. But he says, you know what? You just want to spend money. You have hypnosis. What are you doing? So I've been thinking about it all day. I've been ruminating on it is what it's called when you stop and you constantly think about it. And the reason is because I'm scared to do it alone. I'm scared to write my book. I'm scared to do it. I'm scared to have this business grow because I don't know what to do with the money when it comes in because I haven't had that yet. I know that I deserve it. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with that fear and feeling it anyway. 
because I still feel my anxiety going up as I'm talking because I'm thinking in my head, now people are going to know that I'm in a group home. Now they're going to know that I've been here. I've been that. And then what are they going to think about me? And the reality is, is it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of me because I still value number one, which is myself. So I found my letter that I had gotten um, from St. Cloud Hospital when I was in there at one point. And um, the funny thing is, is I'm really having a difficult time is because when I was put into um, psychiatric hospital after my brain injury, thanks to a bunch of different stuff there, the funny thing is my suicide attempt, no. I went in there because I thought it was God. That's why I got put in there. And then I needed these medications. I needed this. I needed that. And anxiety is real disorder and all this other stuff. But they didn't tell me that my ability to see spirits, that's real. They didn't tell me that anxiety was normal. And it is normal. It's how to control it without the medications is what I've mastered. It's how to master your thoughts here. When I would hear my mom yelling at me or I'd hear my adopted dad yelling at me or I'd hear my biological dad yelling at me, how to control it here because it really wasn't a psychiatric, psychotic voice. It was the voices I heard in here that bothered me so much that the doctors decided I needed to have something. So I've dealt with all of these things and I'm sure you have too. So when I say I've been beating myself up and then yesterday it's like, I didn't have my daughter. I should be pregnant right now. We shouldn't should on ourselves, but I'm supposed to be pregnant right now. I'm not supposed to be a grieving mama of another angel. I'm not supposed to be having that right now. I'm supposed to be working my butt off, doing things, getting things happening, getting my speaking engagements that I want to have. I'm supposed to be doing this stuff. I'm supposed to have my finances all together right now. I'm supposed to make more than $2,500 in a month, but I'm proud of myself because that $2,500 I made this month is the first time I've ever done that in my business. I'm almost, almost all my business expenses in the one month out of the last three and a half years I've been operating. And I'm proud of myself for that. But then I'm scared because what if, what if this just doesn't work out? I need to be in front of more people. I need to do more. And then I stopped and I thought, People need to see this. I am so tired. I don't know if you are too, but I'm so tired of all of these fake posts about, oh, I'm so happy. Oh, all this abundance is so great. What about talking about show up on the days you didn't want to show up? Or what about all of the flyers I made for my John Maxwell that was $40? in the toilet because not a single person signed up for that. But I still did it anyway. I still made the time to go out and post it around town. What about showing people how because of my brain injury, I always have 
This is not like a um, hypnosis, NLP, none of this. I always have because I have damage. I always have my tank when I wake up, my brain tank of energy, half. It's always at half. I hate doing paperwork. You don't want to see my desk half the time. In fact, I have it covered most of the time. Or I quick put it away because it's hard for me to do paperwork. It's hard because I don't know how to file it. I don't know where to file it. But then I stop and I think, but I did it. I've managed to do it. So one of the things I was going to read, is like I said in my letter, I laminated it because it means a lot to me. So as time passes by and I feel better and better, people, even doctors, will tell me that I'm fine. It's time to get on with life. This also applies to my miscarriage. My son, miracle being stolen. That sounds good to me and probably even better to you. But before you get I need you to listen to me. Really listen. Don't shut me out. Don't tune me out. When I'm getting into trouble, I'll need your help more than I ever have before. And that's where I'm at right now. I know that you want to believe that things are going to be the same. I'll do my best to make that happen. The problem is that too many people in my situation with brain injury and everything else in my life get impatient and try to rush the healing process. Or when their brains can't fully recover, they deny it. And instead of adapting, they force their brains to function in ways they're no longer able to. My organization is one of them. And sometimes my words like, um, it's marshmallow, but I'm thinking mushroom. I have some of my words that I get backwards. Thank God I don't get that backwards when I'm helping people. Some of my words I do. That's something I've always been scared to tell people. You how much I need you now. I need you to accept me as I am today, not for what I used to be, which is something I've always had difficulty with, or I might be in the future. So many people are so busy looking at what their brains used to do, as if past accomplishments were a magical yardstick to measure present success or failures, that they fail to see somehow how far their brains have come. It's as if here is shame, guilt, or still I'm, it's as if here is shame or guilt in being injured, which I've felt. Please don't be embarrassed or feel guilt or shame because of me. We are okay. We made it this far. If you work with me, we can make it even further. I can't say how far. I can only promise you this, that I will do my best. This isn't part of it in here, but I have done my best. I'm going to continue to do my best. I know damn well next year, 2022, Satan's given back everything he stole. And I tell you right now, I'm going to be a multimillionaire in 2022. And I know this to be true because I'm ready. I'm getting there. And that's part of this resistance, that fight response of, oh, shit, we're going to actually make this happen. And that comes up for everybody. In hypnosis three to five sessions, that's when it starts coming up. But it's normal. If we didn't have that resistance, 
there would be something wrong with you. What I need you to do is this, because neither of us knows how badly I've been hurt. Things are still a little foggy for me. I'm going to blame the kids in this instance. No, not really. To myself. Or how much I will recover or how quickly. Please go slowly when you start back trying to resume your life. I haven't exactly done that. That's my fault. But that's okay. I accept it. If I give you a headache or make you sick to your stomach or make you feel unusually irritable, afraid or make you feel that you're overdoing it I'm trying to get your attention the only way I can stop and listen to me and these symptoms I still have to this day and they make it hard for me to want to do things because I see so many people that are posting out this fake stuff of oh they made this they made that oh they've got this well how many people actually are able to get loans I can't because of CPS in Minnesota my credit is shot because of them. I played it smart, though, before my house and my credit went to shit. I made sure to get myself a vehicle. And I paid that off with stimulus. So thank you, taxpayers, for that. I greatly appreciate it because I can't wait for the day that I can pay taxes. I can't wait for the day that I can pay my medical bills by myself without Medicaid. I can't wait to have that because I can't right now. I get exhausted easily since being hurt, and I cannot succeed when overworked. I want to succeed as much as you do. I want to be as well as I can be, but I need to do it at a different pace than what I could before I got hurt. Help me to help us by paying attention and heeding the messages I send to you. I will do my part to do my very best to get us back on our feet. I'm a little worried though, that if I'm not exactly the same, you will reject me and may even want to kill us, which I've tried to do years ago. I haven't done anything since. Thank God he's kept me here because I wouldn't have my children otherwise. And some people have succeeded, especially after dealing with CPS in Minnesota. 95% of people that have their children removed do commit suicide and are successful at it. Just a fun fact for you to know. I beat that statistic. I want us to live and breathe and be, even if it's not being, it is not the same as it was. Different may be better. It may be harder too. But I don't want to give, I don't want you to give up. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on yourself. That message is for everybody. Don't give up on yourself. There are things that I want to do, and I even want to try. Even if trying has to be done in a different way, it isn't easy. I have to work very hard, much harder, and I know you do too. I see people scoff and misunderstand. I get that a ton all the time. My God, do I get that all the time. Why aren't you making money? Oh, your business should be doing this. This and, oh, you need to go get a job and work for somebody else. Guess what? I can't. I can't. There's something that I'm just different. I'm not like everybody else. I wish I could work a 40-hour work week for somebody else, but I can't. I haven't been able to do it. I see people. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Um, what I do care about is that you understand how hard I am working and how much I want to be as good as I can be, but I need you to take care of us as well as you can do that. 
Don't be ashamed of me. We are alive. We are still here. I want the chance to try to show you. To show you the things that are really important in life. We have been given another chance to be better. To learn what is really important. When it is finally time for our final exit, I would like to look back and feel good about what we've made of us and out of everything that made up our life, including this injury. I cannot do it without you. I cannot do it if you hate me, for the way being injured has affected me and our life together. Please not try to be better than grief. That would crush me. Please don't reject me. There's little I can do without you, without your determination to not give up. Take good care of us and you. I need you very much, especially now. Love your wounded brain. And this was copyrighted in 1996 by Stephanie St. Clair. And it's literally called a letter from your brain. I cry, yes, because a lot of this is true for me. But I wonder how many people it's true for you. How many of us sit here and feel embarrassed, shamed, or guilty because social media is a demon at the same time. See, we don't realize that we go into, we play on these self-limiting beliefs and decisions that were given to us as a child. My biggest problem is something also my mom always told me to do is sometimes I just need to learn to shut my mouth. Because I like to tell people like the ins and outs of things. I don't like to keep it hidden. That's why I use the terms psycho uh, subconscious mind instead of unconscious mind. I like to use the term what it is, is hypnosis instead of meditation. I like to tell people this because to me, I'd rather be upfront and honest with you rather than sit here and sell you a bunch of shit you don't need. That's why I've had trouble trying to make courses is because... When it comes to courses, I know 10% of my course that people buy will actually ever really get fully used. People buy all these courses. I'm guilty of it too, by the way. But then we never follow them. We never listen to them. And then we wonder why we're stuck, why we can't have what we want. It's because we're not willing to do the work. We're not willing to do the work. Then what's the point of buying it? So when my husband... called me out on Toastmasters that I wanted to do. He called me out on it. And that's why I'm saying that some days I want to kill. <laughs> that's just figuratively not real. It's he pushes me in the direction that I need to go, that I know that I need to go. But at the same time, he's also the person that's like, He's level-headed on, okay, I know what you're doing. I know your real purpose. And it's not going to different things. That's why I've had trouble with, with the weight loss right now is because I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. Why should I lose it? I don't feel safe in my current situation. It's not because of anything going on at home between anything. It's I don't have my own house. I'm living with my mom after CPS did what they did. And yes, I do a lot for things because they literally took my child. How could I not blame that? And at the same time, I look at this as a gift of if they hadn't done that, I would have never found my real gift, which was helping other people overcome their stuff. 
if I wouldn't have gone through that, there's no way I could be here talking to you now. If I hadn't gone through what CPS put me through, I wouldn't be able to sit here, or not sit here because I'm standing right now. I wouldn't be able to stand here right now and tell you all the things I just told you earlier. If I hadn't gone through that, I'd be sitting here wondering why I haven't had this or had that in life. So when people say that I need to stop having children, they need, they tell me I need to take and go work for somebody else, go get a part-time job. Yeah, my part-time job that I had gotten last time that lasted exactly six weeks before all my back pain because I have actual injuries in my back and in my neck and stuff. Here's the deal. The last time I worked for somebody during the pandemic last year, I had to live on $723 and still trying to make everything happen because my husband wasn't able to get um, the unemployment right away. But here's the deal. Even through all of that, because they took money that was that was mine, they took it, I never got it back. But my biggest thing that I want people to know is that when I beat myself up, it's like taking and telling yourself Literally, when you get a cut, damn it, yourself right now. You know, cut, you should take and be already fixed. You should not have to have this bleeding occur. You shouldn't have this and this and this happen right now. Damn it, fix it already. But why are we doing that to ourselves? Because our self-talk is everything. And when people tell me that I need to stop having kids, I need to go get a job, what they're really telling me is how they view their reality in their own life. It's not taking it personally to me because that's their own stuff. And I know that they're saying about their own life when they're talking about it, which is why me, I'm like, I'm going to talk about myself. I'm going to talk about these issues because not everybody's willing to which is why I've been having a hard time doing things. So my anxiety calmed down because I feel better when I'm sharing this. People in the high upper celebrities and, you know, all of these social media influencers, they're not talking about the times that they wanted to give up. They're not talking about what they did. They're saying, oh, you just feel the fear and do it anyway. Bull crap. Sometimes you're scared to death that that's why you can't do something. That's why I deal with procrastination is because I get so overwhelmed with everything I got to do. It's like, how do I seriously figure out how to do it in the right order? And then furthermore, who said that I should move on? How many people have these own issues in their life they're not fixing? And here I am choosing to fix it. So when people are sitting there saying, you can't make money, you can't, you know, only the rich get rich and all this other stuff. I bet it was your parents. I bet it was society. I bet it was the school. I bet it was somebody else because it sure wasn't you when you were born. When you were born, you were born this sweet, innocent little baby and whatever happened to you is not your fault. Just like it's not my fault either. But I took responsibility for the poor me thinking that I used to have when I attracted the sexual abuse after the first time because that's all my mind was thinking about was how to protect it from happening again. And when I told myself, I accept it, I attracted this, 
felt that. I never felt whole. All the other things I was doing. So all these accomplishments that people are like, oh, you're so accomplished. You got a podcast. You got this. You got that. You've got all these things going on. But I didn't feel whole. I kept having that need for more because it didn't feel good enough. Reality is, is until I felt good enough, until I accepted what I had attracted, because I didn't know what I didn't know, until I had that, there's no way on God's green earth that I was going to keep doing what I was going to keep doing and feel at any point what I feel good. That's why people turn into drug addicts when they become rich and famous. That's why this lifestyle is simply because until they feel good about themselves inside, they're going to keep doing the same stuff, expecting different results. If you do what you've always done, you're going to keep doing, you're going to always keep getting the same results. It's like my expectations are here. This is my expectations of myself all the time. My husband's expectations are like this, so he doesn't expect anything. But here's my expectations. Here's where the line is of reality. I got my expectations up here. I don't know about you, but Many times they're up here and it's like, how do I lower those expectations to where they're really here? It was when I chose to accept and let go of things. So I know I said a lot. I know I did a lot, but that's what makes me unique. That's what makes me different than everybody else. I'm willing to talk about it. I'm willing to do more. I'm willing to show up differently. I'm willing to say, hey, people, guess what? I'm the first person off a of disability. I'm the first person being a multimillionaire, doing what it is that I love. When I'm passionate, mostly children, my God, children need to know that puberty sucks. They need to be taught to be proud that they're a girl. They need to be proud that they're a boy. Because I tell you right now, without my husband, I don't know about you, but I couldn't have had children. And without my husband, he couldn't have had any children. You know, vice versa, whatever I was supposed to say there. He, we couldn't do that. He's always going to be stronger than me. And that's okay. We really need to stop and take the damn chill pill out of things and say, hey, celebrate the fact that men and women are different. Celebrate the fact that we have these beautiful bodies, that if we take care of them, they can last for 100 years. Your heart, in fact, can live for 100 years. Your heart can pump 100 years without surgery. You know how? You take care of yourself. You sleep six to eight hours a night. You take care of yourself by proper eating habits. And when I do feel safe again, because I'm like, I should be pregnant right now, which is why I'm having one health. Because I'm angry that I don't have my baby. I'm angry I don't have miracle yet. I'm angry that I've got my identical twins in heaven. And carrying that anger, it doesn't help me. It doesn't help anybody. In fact, my anger loves to pick my jaw because it feels so good to put my anger here. And I was even questioning last night, is my fibromyalgia coming back? And I bet it probably is because my anger has to go somewhere. And if I don't let it out, it's just like to pee. If I choose not to urinate, guess what's gonna happen? I'm gonna die, we know this. So if I choose to keep this anger the way that it's been, 
it's going to cause me to have the fibromyalgia again. It's going to cause me to have the jaw pain constantly. It's going to cause these issues. And then we sit there and say, oh, doctor, can I get a prescription for this painkiller? Doctor, can I get a prescription for depression? Doctor, can I get a prescription for anxiety? And while we're at it, I need this and this and this because I've been there. I've done that. I know that world. I hate a lot of the doctors, how they do stuff. They don't think of these other underlying issues. That's why I get this question number one all the time with my hypnotherapy when it comes to trauma. Are you going to talk about the trauma? No, we don't talk about the trauma. Why the hell would we? Talking about the trauma you've been through is counterproductive. In fact, it re-traumatizes a person what these typical traditional therapists are doing. They're re-traumatizing you by saying, hey, let's talk about why you don't have your son miracle for the hundredth millionth time. Guess what? I'm sick of talking about, let's talk about what can I do to move forward? What can I do to improve myself? What can I do instead? You're still dealing with the issue. You're just thinking of it in a different way, using a reframe of what can I do differently? How was that my fault? And what can I do to move forward? That's why I took and I said, you know what, trauma, sexual abuse, go for it. You know what, that's a memory. It can't hurt me anymore. Memories don't hurt you. You hurt yourself by holding on to them, which reflects into the outer world. I was got sexually abused in the shower. Earlier this week, my kids have no clue that I was ever abused in the shower. They wouldn't know that. They're too young. They don't need to know it. But in my mind, when the shower curtain got moved, I was right back in that spot, right back there getting abused, right there again. And the funny thing is I kept saying, don't touch me. And my kids are like, we're not touching you, mommy. We're not doing anything. And I'm like, don't touch me because I kept feeling it. The funny thing is they had no clue. But that was a mind psychological right there. At that moment, I'm like, stop, think, my reality, pattern interrupt. My cat, Sadie, is my pattern interrupt, NLP. She's my pattern interrupt. So when I need help, I go to my cat, Sadie. When I need help, my cat, Sadie, was working because I was doing my breathing. That wasn't working. Did my cat, Sadie, that pattern interrupt worked. It's finding the pattern interrupt in our life that does work to help us through these issues. Medications, you can take all the medications you want in the world, but until you solve that root problem, the medications are as good as they get manufactured. They only help for a little bit. They don't solve everything. There's some medications we do need, so I'm not knocking all of them. Because I am a person that needs a C-section. My body literally does not know how to have a miscarriage the way it's supposed to be done naturally. My body literally does not know how to have children. Believe me, it doesn't know how to. So I am one of them type of people. But I am so thankful to God that there was people that, although there was many, many children lost to C-section, many women died from having a C-section before they got it performed, perfected the way it is now. I think, and I am so thankful to God that those lives were not mine. I'm so thankful that they used those tools 
um, someone else so I could have my babies because if they hadn't, I wouldn't have my babies. I wouldn't be here. So I'm going to leave you with this is although I'm long-winded, although some days I don't know what end is up, although some days I may seem like I'm crabby and irritable, and why and how hard it is. And everybody always talks about they had that one moment that clicked for them, and that's what the shift was. You want to know what the shift was for me after my son was taken? That shift wasn't there. The shift that was there, because I've never done drugs I've had alcohol a couple times, but I really don't care for it. But beside that point, when it came to my son after he was taken out away from me, four days old at the hospital there, without quarters or proof, what my shift was, was literally when I was 29, I went to a funeral for my 20, for a 29-year-old classmate who had breast cancer. My doctors had me on a crap load of medications. Lyrica, um, Lyrica wasn't there yet. Um, they had me on a bunch of medications anyways. They had me on Zeprexa, Xanax, and all this other crap, okay? At that point, I realized that I was not as sick as my doctors made me out to be. My classmate was, so why are the doctors telling me that I'm sick? Why are my doctors telling me that I am going to be a walking, talking miracle if I live to be 40 years old? Why are my doctors making me sound like I'm so sick that I need to have the antidepressants? Why are they doing this to me? But it wasn't to me. It was for me. Because when I went to that funeral, I realized we're only as sick as the thoughts we keep. That's all we are. Our thoughts determine our actions. Our thoughts are everything. Your self-talk is everything. So that shift was for me that I needed to have happen because when I went to that funeral, it was literally for me a, just saying, Minnesota, that's what they did. I come to South Dakota, no psychiatrist, no psychiatric drugs, no, having to go talk to a psychologist because they really, you know, whatever around here. I'm not doing any of this stuff. I'm just strictly doing my hypnosis. And when I wanted to end my life after having my kids, because of all this shit I went through in Minnesota, I found my hypnosis. And I'm so thankful to God when I did. Because had I not experienced that relaxation for the first time, had I not had that experience, and I, when I come out of that group hypnosis, I'm like, everybody needs this. Everybody. I don't care who you are. You need this. Had I I wouldn't be here right now talking to you. Because I tell you right now, until I found that peace, that stuff from within, I would have never, ever thought that life could be as beautiful and as abundant as that my life could be this office. So when people are saying, oh, you're at your office again. Yeah, I'm pretty damn proud of this office. It took me 12 years to get it. I'm pretty damn proud of the work that I've done because even with a brain injury, 
I see all these other people making all these excuses why they can't do this, why they can't do that. And I was like, what's your excuses? Just stop. Say, hey, I need help. The first step to any place to get help is to admit it to ourselves. That's why drugs and alcohol, the root cause of that problem for addictions is shame. That shame is not yours. That shame is placed on you from when you were a child, from your parents, from the main caregivers, from the school, whoever shamed you into believing that you were a bad girl because the mind does not see that it's bad to hit the cat. It's bad to hit your brother or your sister. The mind doesn't see the word bad as that action is bad. The mind sees that as I am bad. And when you feel like you're bad, you feel like you're a mistake. And the reality is, is you're not a mistake. There's never a point in your life when you ever were a mistake. Because the fact that God wakes you up in the morning, like he woke me up, like he let me survive that accident that my son and I seen in July, the fact that he allowed us to live, the fact that he woke me up this morning, he woke my family up this morning, he didn't have to do that. God didn't have to do any of that. He could have very well said that Robin's not going to wake up this But the fact that he didn't, the fact that he chose to wake you up this morning right now, the fact that you're listening to me right now tells me that there's something inside of you that you're like, I want that. I want to have that life of abundance. I want to have that life of just feeling these emotions, recognizing them, giving them a name, and being like, I got this. And they no longer affect you. And I used to have the feeling of resentment. My resentment was towards my sister. Our minds are whatever. My resentment I had towards my sister before she whiplashed my neck, because I don't have a curve in my neck. My resentment was because I thought she was more beautiful than I am. And <laughs> turns out I'm more beautiful than her now, but that's okay because we're all different. And I wanna tell you that you are loved that you are wanted in this world. Because if you weren't, God would not have woke you up this morning. So if you're struggling with any type of addiction, you're struggling with these thoughts of, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I'm so alone, know that the one and all these other people, the one person that's willing to say, hey, I've been there, I've done that, I've taken the pills, I've done this stuff, I've been there, done that, I know how to help you. And I tell you right now, I'm very much addicted to self-help. Oh my God, I'm so addicted to it. I'm addicted to improving myself. Because while I'm helping others, I still improve myself. Because to me, why would you wanna be a therapist if you're sitting here not working on yourself, and you're just saying all oh, these other stuff. I don't do anything on, I don't do anything to anyone, but they do it for themselves. But what I'm saying is, why would I show you tapping if I haven't done it? Chocolate covered cherries two years later, I can't touch them from tapping. Okay. Um, I've got some other things that I've done. The release technique. That's how I got let go of that sexual abuse was the release technique, chin to chest, because your mind is literally recording because they worked for me. You're questioning whether or not they work for you. 
research shows that holistic methods are more effective than the pop and a pill doctor method. Research shows that 40% of people have had sexual abuse happen to them, but they don't talk about it. But then some repeat and some don't. I want to put this out there. God made you for a reason. Be proud of who you are. Be proud that you're a boy. Be proud that you're a girl. Be proud that you're a woman. Be proud that you're a man. Because I tell you right now, without a man and a woman, there would be no babies. Without a man and a woman, there would be nobody to take and build stuff. Because men are stronger, yes. Women can do it too, yes. But we have these different abilities that God has gave us for a reason. It's up to us to decide whether or not we're worthy of using them. And God found you pretty damn worthy because he put his only son on the cross for you, did he not? The one guarantee I will make to anybody who ever knows me is that I will, by the time you're done with me, my only guarantee I'll ever make in life, because I've done it so many times, is that you will know God by the time you're done talking with me. You will know the abundance that he's brought to my life. You will know how many times he saved me and how many times he saved you as well. So while these gifts, mental health in Minnesota, taught me were bad, of having these spirits talk to me, having things, knowing things before they happen, happen to me, or happen for me, when I know all of these things, I'm not sharing them half the time because in Minnesota I was crazy, according to mental health. Now I'm getting around the people that are my people. And they're like, you're not crazy. And I'm like, that's good to know because I didn't know that I wasn't crazy because that's what I was taught. We only know what we're taught. When you open up your world to a whole new other playing field, it's amazing, it's abundant, and it's a wonderful place to be in. So I thank you for your time and your energy, as always, because it helps me know that I'm helping one person. If I can touch one person in this life, that I've done what I needed to. I've got my children at home, of course, but I'm talking outside of my family. If I can touch one life, then it was worth living. What can you do today, right now, when I get done with this live, what can you do to start bettering yourself, to reflect out to the rest of the community that needs you? What can you do to change one life that the rest of the people in this community need? What can you do to give yourself the time and the space to heal? Because the biggest thing you can do is learn how to heal from within. And I guarantee I can get you there. I will guarantee that because I've been there, I've done that, and I know how to help. Thank you for watching. I appreciate your time and your energy as always. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Healing for the Soul. I hope you appreciate today's podcast as much as you do the other podcasts that I have on here. I thank you for your time and energy as always in listening because at the end of the day, we have choices and the fact that you are tuning in means a lot to me and those that I'm working on helping because to me, the only limits we have in life are truly the ones that we set in our mind. And why not fix what we can to become the best version of ourselves? So thank you for your time and your energy. And if you need to reach out to me, 
you want to be able to learn more about how I can help you using hypnotherapy, Reiki, NLP, or anything else, be sure to visit my website at healingforthesoulplus.com. Again, healingforthesoulplus.com. I look forward to serving you soon.